This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 753, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 12th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 753, and we're looking a look at, uh, taking a look at comics that were released on Wednesday, February the 12th. Uh, that was 10 days ago, so maybe you've, you've already forgotten what came out so long ago. Um, so just looking at releases from that week, um, some of the ones I have not had a chance to read, but at least are notable enough to mention, are out, Batman and the Outsiders, Batman Pennyworth R.I.P., Batman vs. Ra's al Ghul, Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, Catwoman, Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme, Excalibur, Caliber. Uh, we also have Gotham City Monsters, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, Hawkeye Freefall, Hawkman, Immortal Hulk, Iron Man 2020 number 2, Marvel's X number 2, Morbius and Nebula number 1, Savage Avengers, Spirit of Ghost Rider, Mother of Demons, Star Wars The Rise of Kylo Ren, Supergirl, Superman Heroes, Superman, Symbiote Spider-Man Alien Reality, The Batman's Grave, The Flash, The Green Lantern Season 2, number 1 of 12, The Terrifics, Thor, and Wonder Woman 751. So what that I have a chance to read. Well, I read five books, which is seems to be a higher than uh, an average for me. Uh, first up, we have Amazing Spider-Man. This is issue 39 by Nick Spencer and Ivan Coelho. Um, and this is what Breaking News Part 2. So we have J. Jonah Jameson is now a podcaster and he's interviewing Spider-Man. Um, so in this issue, we kind of have Spider-Man touring um, with Jameson and ends up deciding to do an interview with him. While at the same time, you have Chance um, is still uh, sorry, not Chance. Um, the foreigner still miffed that Chance kind of uh, squelched on a deal, so they, you know, they're kind of going back and forth to each other and trying to figure a way to um, get back at each other. And uh, finally, Chance is, you know, has to go take on Spider-Man, and uh, so he shows up just as uh, the uh, conversation between J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man is going uh, delightfully downhill to uh, Nora Winter's, um, uh, you know, definite uh, enjoyment. Um, so, how do I feel about this? Um, you know what? I liked it. It was fine. It it, it definitely felt... I, I think I probably enjoyed it more than I have all in a while. Um, I liked the Jameson-Spider-Man dynamic. I liked that maybe we're finally getting somewhere with this. Um, I liked how they were interacting with each other and what that kind of meant in terms of both men's pride. Um, Chance is, you know, kind of a forgettable villain, but uh, interested to see where they go with it. Um, I did like that last page of him kind of breaking in. I thought it was really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it. Um, I think the last issue is probably harder on. Um, I just want to enjoy the book more, and I just haven't been. But um, I'm going to give this an 8. I think it was a solid read, and probably the more enjoyment than I got out of Spider-Man in a while. Um, next up, we have Gwen Stacy, number one. Um, this is by Christos Gage and Todd Nock, with Rochelle Rosenberg doing the art. Sorry, the color art. Um, Adam Hughes is the cover artist. There's lots of different variants that are available. Uh, the recap art is by Ji Young Lee, and I actually really like that. It was, I find it strikingly beautiful. Um, it's interesting to have a character like Gwen Stacy um, in, and do like an, uh, a miniseries just focusing on her. It's interesting that we're at a time when you can pick up a Mary Jane book and you can pick up a Gwen Stacy book. Um, I don't think I ever thought that would happen. Um, you have the only kind of recognizable uh, supporting character here is Harry Osborn. Um, we have like a lot of other kind of characters showing up around here. You have you know uh, the Fantastic Four on TV. Um, you have the Enforcers uh, or play a part in this. Um, you have the Lucky Lobo Gang, which is kind of a familiar name to uh, people who you know read um, 
Spider-Man comics. You have Peter Parker is actually showing up um, in the background um, working on uh, or reading a book about advanced adhesives, which I liked as well. Um, I thought this was actually a really, really good book. I really enjoyed it. I liked that the, you finally see how George Stacy gets shot um, and how his, his he ends up having a limp and how that kind of... Um, is developed. Um, you also do see that you know this is happening right around the time when Ben Parker is murdered, um, as it's on TV at the same time. Um, I really like this, and I, and I like that you have um, two you know other famous captains or not cap- Well, yeah, I guess they were both captains. Other famous police officers in Spider-Man's uh, kind of um, what's the word? Uh, not purview in his orbit and you have John DeWolf and uh, Yuri Watanabe and I like that they're both here kind of working with George um I thought it was interesting and uh I like this being a a kind of a more proactive version of Gwen Stacy and I'm excited to kind of see where the character decides to go um so far I'm really you know enjoying it and intrigued uh you got Crime Master and Green Goblin here a great Green Goblin by Todd Nock um so I'm really interested in this um I've always been a fan of Gwen Stacy, and I like that we got this this book. And um, again, it's kind of a weird book to even get because you don't expect to see that type of book. Uh, and then you have like the weird kind of um, kind of back material of this issue, and I didn't really care for that stuff. Uh, it felt like it was kind of unnecessary. But the main story I thought was strong enough. Uh, I'm gonna give it a, well, I guess an eight and a half. I don't know. I'm gonna give it an eight. Um, I just really enjoyed it. It was really smooth read, and I liked the character work, and it was well done. Uh, next up is Venom, Venom number 23, which is Venom Island Part 3. Uh, this is by Donny Cates and Mark Bagley, um, and the art is just stunning. It looks like uh, Mark has had a lot of time to kind of develop and, and put this issue together, because um, I think he can move quite quickly. But this looks like he spent more time on... Every, every line, and we got interesting stuff here with Dylan, uh, which I thought was really interesting. We also have, uh, again, Eddie Brock trying to do everything he can to, um, you know, stop the infected uh, other um, and kind of split them apart, the Carnage and the Venom pieces. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah, no, I'm, and then the ending with, you know, uh, Brock is saved by Captain America and that the, the island is kind of like Newt, um, which is interesting as well. Um, I love the, the preview for the next issue, which is kind of a takeoff of the classic um, cover with Spider-Man being um, uh, kind of torn between his classic red and blues and the symbiote costume. Um, I, you know, this is such a, a enjoyable book. The artwork by Mark Bagley definitely elevates it. Uh, I'm going to give it another eight. I think it's going to be eights all around, maybe. Uh, then we have X-Force number seven, uh, which is all about, um, well, it definitely involves Domino uh, and Luck. And uh, no, I thought this was this was a lot of fun. Um, kind of see where they go, where Domino as a character is going, and what's happened to her. Although, as I flip, flip through it, I realize maybe I didn't finish this issue. Um, I thought I did, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, it's completely possible that I never finished this at all. And maybe I shouldn't even give a rating, because I think I read maybe part of it, not all of it. But from what I did read, I definitely enjoyed it. But I will uh, recuse myself from talking about the rest of that, because uh, that's a kind of embarrassing. It's one of those things I put them in the pile and say, well, I definitely read that. And then I get to it. I'm like, I don't actually remember reading this. I thought I read it and X-Men at the same time, but apparently I was incorrect. Speaking of, X-Men number six by Jonathan Hickman and... Uh, kind of a new artist to the stable as far as I know um, 
it's interesting that we have issues where we have uh, Lionel Francis Yu, and then we had, what, R.P. Silva last time, which was really, uh, like, oh, just felt special um, in terms of how good the art was. And then this issue, uh, you have Bufagne instead. And definitely was an interesting issue. It definitely provided a lot of context. Um, you have Sunny Go on color art. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of context here given for what was going on during, uh, you know, the incursion point uh, on the, uh, what is it, the Orcus station uh, in the, I don't even know if it was Howard's House of X or Powers of Ten. I, those kind of bleed together for me, but um, you had the kind of suicide mission that happened there. And here we see a little bit more context as to what Mystique was doing and why she kind of got turned around because she had a side mission. Um, I like how the character is being written here and how... You know, she's just so motivated to bring her wife back, and uh, she'll do anything to make that happen. And, you know, she's doing these missions and um, not necessarily happy about it um, because she wants her to come back. And she feels like, you know, they're not playing straight with her, and they're right. She's right, I should say. And I like, you know, the, the flashbacks to her and Destiny. There's been so, It's interesting that as a character, I think when she was alive, she was never used to her fullest potential. Um, they never used Destiny that well, I don't think. But... In the years and years and years, like 30 years plus since she died, they've used the character so much more to the, you know, she, the Destiny Diaries. Now she's like, she's told Mystique about all the stuff that will happen that, to keep in mind, like, you know, there's been so much kind of heaped upon this character and it's almost crazy. It's almost too much, but it's also really interesting and adds so much depth and dimension to the character as well. So it takes this character who had interesting potential, but was never really um, used to the greatest extent of it and Billy does something special with her so I'm going to give that an 8 as well um, actually I'm going, to, hell, I'm going to give that one a, a 9 I was really invested I really felt it was a great issue and that is this week uh, looking forward to next week uh, some of the releases from February 19th include 2020 Machine Man Amazing Mary Jane Aquaman Atlantis Attacks uh, Batman Cap, uh, Captain America uh, Captain Marvel Conan the Barbarian Deceased sorry Deceased The Unkillables uh, Daredevil Deadpool, Fantastic Four, Flash Forward, Guardians of the Galaxy, Joker, Killer Smile, Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, Marauders, Marvel's Voices, New Beavens, Nightwing, Revenge of the Ghost Rider, uh, Runaways, Superman Smashes the Clan, which I'm actually really enjoying, Superman's Pal, Jimmy Olsen, Teen Titans, Titans Burning Rage, Valkyrie, Jane Foster, Wonder Twins, and Wolverine, which is the big release of the week. Uh, so we'll talk about those on, uh, well, some of those on a future episode. Uh, thanks again for listening. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher and email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.